G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A young man was chatting with another man who had been on the Christian path for many years, and he asked him for some advice regarding Bible reading. And the older man said, Well, when I read the Bible, every time I come across a promise in the Bible, I put a letter P by the side of it in the margin. And every time I come across a command to obey, I put a letter C in the margin. Well, sometime later, the two caught up with each other and the older Christian asked the younger one, how's your Bible reading going? Are you still following my plan? And he said, well, actually, no, I'm not. He said, oh, why not? Quite surprised. He said, well, I just became seasick. Too many C's in the Bible, too many commands. And I guess that if we read the Bible in the wrong way, we can just see it as a book of rules and regulations. The fact is, it's a wonderful love letter from God concerning all that He has done for us in Jesus and how He wants us to respond to that by faith. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Now, I love that little story that you just told. I I confess that sometimes I get a little seasick in uh, my Christian life at times. Uh, I guess that demonstrates that we can read the Bible in the wrong way and see it just as some, you know, great long list of rules, do's, don'ts, and just get exhausted with the whole thing. I think you're absolutely right, Phil. Um, We need to understand in the context of covenants that faith is the counterpart of grace. Now, I'll go back to this thing of, you know, the people that were under the old covenant, it was a covenant of law. The response that God wanted from them was works, the works of the law. Mm. Now, under the new covenant, it's the finished work of Jesus. That's grace. You know, God has given to us everything in Christ. The response that he wants from us is, is faith, to believe in that. So grace and faith go hand in hand. They're partners, if you like, or associates. Faith is the counterpart or the complement to grace. It is by grace through faith. Grace is on God's side. Faith is on our side. So grace is what he has done, and faith is, now you might think I'm going to say what we do. (laughs) Then if I say that, it becomes a work. Faith is not what we do. It's rather how we receive what he has done. You say that again, grace. Grace is what he has done, and faith is how we receive what he has done. Okay. It's the way that we receive that because we're basically works oriented, and that's the question we always ask is, well, what's my part? What have I got to do? When Jesus was sharing about the fact that he's the bread of heaven, we've got to feed on him and live on him, the Jews came and said, well, what have we got to do to do the works of God? What's our part? Mm. And Jesus said, these are the works of God that you believe on him whom he sent. So these two belong together and cannot be separated. If it's of grace, then it's by faith. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, uh, stand rather, says Paul. Um, as, we, as we have received Christ, how did we receive him? By faith. So let us continue to walk in him. How do we walk in him? By faith. We began in faith. We continue in in faith. Now, faith doesn't mean that if we just believe in God, then everything's going to go well. Faith is what we need when things go well. 
It's what we need also during those difficult times, that God's grace is going to be sufficient for us in those times of trial and testing. You know, there's that passage in Hebrews 11, and we've already talked about it this week, Phil. And uh, in that passage, we see that there were many saints of God who saw some wonderful victories and deliverances and uh, miracles because of their faith in God, you know, responding to what God said he would do for them. Mm -hmm. But then there's a whole list of others that uh, went through tremendous trials and persecutions and suffering and never were delivered, yet they went through them by faith. And both groups were commended because of their faith. Well, faith itself, it says in the Bible, is what you need to please God. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. So would it be fair to say that if we attempt to relate to God on the basis of our works, that we're actually doing the opposite? We're displeasing God? Well, I think that's the logical conclusion that we come to. I mean, the Bible does say whatever is not of faith is sin. Now, remember, Christ is the object of our faith, and he's the one that's pleased God. So when we trust in him, we're honoring what God has done through Jesus Christ. So so faith cannot be added to because grace cannot be added to. Jesus has done a perfect work. So all that God wants us to do is to acknowledge that and put our faith and our confidence in that. As you, as you said earlier on, you know, the just shall live by faith. In fact, um, uh, John, I think it is in the epistles, says that if we don't have faith, we call God a liar. That's quite a claim, isn't it, Phil? Mm, when you think call. about it, it is a big call, you know. Whereas, you know, what's the, what's the opposite to that? If we do believe in God, well, we honor him. And I, I think there's no way that we can honor God more than by believing what he has said. Abraham asked this question, how will we have children in our condition? You know, we're old, uh, we're past the age of childbearing. What are we going to do? And then he turned to Eliezer, his, his household servant. He said, what about him? You know, can, can he be the one that's going to be my heir and so on? But he was, of course, operating in unbelief and wasn't pleasing to God at that moment in time. It's faith in what God has done and what God is going to do that really honors him in all things. Faith actually laughs at impossibilities <laughs> and declares, well, that's my limitations, but watch God now. <laughs> watch mm. God. I know what he said. I know what he's promised, and I'm resting in what he is going to do. I guess until faith is revealed to a person in that way, all that person can do is operating works. That's all they're going to do. It probably explains why even just understanding the concept of faith, I mean, really getting a, a grip on it is so hard for us because we are works-oriented by our very nature. We are, Phil. And, and of course, there is a definite place for works. You know, somebody might be listening to, listening to this today and think that the Christian life is totally passive. I mean, there is a place for works in the Christian life. And we'll talk about that uh, later on in our in our week. But we can even make faith become a work if we're not careful. Um, I don't know about you, but if you if you go to uh, a Christian bookshop, how many books are there on faith? You know, how to have faith, how to have more faith, how to have miracle working faith, mm. you know, and, and, and things that we've got to do to have faith. So we can turn faith into a work. Let me, let me just say this to you, look, to use this as an illustration. Let's say I'm, I want to give you some money. Now, this is only an illustration, Phil, oh, okay. so don't get too excited. <laughs> but let's say I want to give you some money, and uh, uh, I say, look, you know, Phil, I, I just want to bless you and give you this money. And then you said to me, oh, that's wonderful. Now, how shall I receive this money? Should I take it in the right hand or, or the left hand? 
Uh, should I be sitting down when you give it to me or should I be standing up? Should I smile or should I keep a straight face? Uh, should I take it in installments or, or, or should I take it in one go? I'd look at you a little bit sort of weird thinking, what is wrong with you? I just want to give you some money. Would you take it? <laughs> and it's like that with faith. You know, God wants to bless us and he just says, receive it. Mm. That's all the faith is. But even in the case of money, you know, sometimes we, as appealing as that might be, for various reasons, we actually might not extend our hand out and receive it. We might hold back and say, oh, you know, I want to save face or I don't, I'm, I'm too proud or whatever it might be. But God is willingly giving, wanting to give us that, in this case, faith. Yeah. And we just need to reach out and take hold of it. That's right. And, and we've got to ask ourselves why it is that we're reluctant. And I, I do think it comes back to that thing of, oh, what do I have to do now? Uh, you know, I'm going to get this incredible blessing from God. What do I have to do to qualify? Uh, how am I going to be good enough to receive this and to, uh, to do it in the right way, you know? And so the focus becomes on us ourselves, you know? And I think that's when you know that you're not walking in faith. When the focus is on us, then it's become a work. But when the focus is upon God and upon what he has done and upon what he has promised he's going to do in our lives, then it's faith. Mm. And just to recap, grace and faith go hand in hand. They can't be separated. If we go back to that story a couple of days ago about uh, the guy who put his complete weight and trust in the hammock, and that's the same sort of picture, isn't it? Yeah, and and also if we can just remind our listeners of another thing we said a few days ago, which is that... uh, the strength of our faith is determined by the strength of the object we're putting that faith in. Mm. And we can't have a greater object, if I can use that word, than our Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross, what he provided for us. We can put our total trust and confidence in that. be listening to Ken Legg and Set Free on the subject of faith and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au That's vision.org.au Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.